0: You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I am your host, Alan Peterson. And this is episode number 116. In this episode of the podcast, we will be meeting Brian Freeman, who is a New York Times bestselling author of psychological thrillers, including the Jonathan Stride and Frost Easton series. His books have been sold in 46 countries and 22 languages. He's a widely acclaimed for his You Are There settings and his complex, engaging characters and twist filled plots. Brian's novel, Spill Blood, won the award for Best Hardcover Novel in the annual Thriller Awards given out by the International Thriller Writers Organization. Brian was selected as the author to continue the Robert Ludlum jason Bourne series with a new Bourne novel. The Bourne Revolution was published in July, and Brian's tenth novel in the Jonathan Stride series, Funeral for a Friend, was published a few weeks ago on September 22nd. I'm amazed at Brian Freeman's versatility and writing bone chilling psychological thrillers like Thief River Falls and action packed Born Thriller like Born Evolution. So excited to chat to him about that and a whole lot more. So stay tuned for my interview with uh, Brian Freeman. A quick housekeeping uh, we're still under the evacuation order from the uh, Glass Fire place where we're staying at in uh, up in Napa Valley. So because of that, I still don't have access to my computers, my podcast gear. The house is still standing, thanks to the hard work of the firefighters. not using my regular equipment yet, so if you notice the quality of the audio still isn't the best in this intro, Uh, that is the reason for that. I also wanted to let you know that I have started a Patreon, and you can support the podcast by visiting thrillingreads.com. Slash member. I've put together some pretty cool membership perks for patrons, uh, especially if you're a writer. Uh, so go check it out at thrillingreads.com forward slash member. Uh, thank you for your support. And here we go. Here's my interview with Brian Freeman. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Alan with uh, Meet the Thriller Author. And on the podcast today, I have uh, Brian uh, Freeman, who is a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, his thrillers include the uh, Jonathan uh, Stride and the Frost uh, Easton series. Uh, Brian was selected as the official author to continue the Robert Ludlum's Jason Bourne series, and his the new Bourne novel, The Bourne Evolution, was uh, published in July. So I was really glad to have the opportunity to chat with Brian. How are you doing this afternoon?
1: I'm doing great. Great to talk to you.
0: Yeah, nice talking to you. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Of course. And course. Um, so for for listeners who might not be familiar uh, with you, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Yeah, yeah, this uh, this is a uh, kind of a big year for me because it's actually my 15th anniversary in the uh, in the book biz. Uh, it was the uh, fall of 2005 that my very first book Immoral came out, which uh, was was my first book and also kicked off my Jonathan stride series and uh, you know here we are 15 years later. I think I've got so like 22 books out in the marketplace now. It's just been uh, an amazing ride all this time. And uh, I, I love the fact that I, I've been able to do a lot of different projects. I mean, I've got a couple different, uh, couple different series out there. I've got a bunch of different standalone novels. Uh, and, uh, and now, you know, taking over the, uh, the Bourne series, that was just so much fun. So it, uh, I, I, I love the fact that I've been able to do so many different projects uh, in, in the last few years. That, uh, that's what really keeps it energizing.
0: Yeah, I was very impressed with that because, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I, we we're talking a little bit offline. I, I first found about your work with uh, your one of your standalones, I believe, Steve Fripper Falls is a standalone. Yes. I uh, loved it. It was an awesome uh, thriller. And uh, and then I found out that I'm like, oh, he's also writing the Jason Bourne, <laughs> like two very different type of thrillers. How does that work? <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah it, it, that, that's what's kind of fun, is being able to do projects that are so really different from each other. I mean, Thief River Falls is a, a very intense psychological thriller, it's really, you know, inside the, the head of the, of the, the main character, uh, and in fact, we've, we've had such a an amazing run with Thief River Falls, literally just this past weekend, Amazon put out an article and listed their top 10 most sold thrillers of 2020, and you've got books by, you know, Grisham and King and Kuntz and Baldacci and Coben, and well, there's Thief River falls in there as well. So that was just a, a fantastic experience. Uh, but then you contrast, you know, this this very intense psychological book with with uh, the Born evolution. And uh, the Born book is so, you know, adrenaline driven, I mean, really a pure action thriller. And, uh, uh, but that was kind of what made the, the books fun to write is, is uh, each time I was kind of taking off one hat, and putting on another hat, it, it's such a different kind of book, it just enwraps me as a writer in a whole different way
0: yeah i really i enjoyed it uh it, it's like it was um i, I was expecting it i don't know what i was expecting because the original born was uh, came out so like what 30 years ago probably now Four, 40 years ago 40. Yeah, oh, wow yeah. <laughs> yeah. flies i read it when i was 17 i mean that's just amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of cool how you it, it, it's kind of like a is it fair to say it's kind of like a reboot because it's kind of like set you know now uh
1: yeah 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 no that that's exactly right you know i mean the thing is there have been so many different uh, iterations of of Jason Bourne over the years. I mean, you had uh, three books by Robert Ludlam uh, uh, featuring Bourne. Uh, you had Eric von Lussbatter taking over the series in the early 2000s and doing, I think it was 11 Jason Bourne novels, you know, and then you've got all of those, uh, you know, hugely popular Matt Damon movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually I, I may be one of the, the few Bourne fans that remembers when it wasn't Matt Damon who was, Jason Bourne It was actually Richard Chamberlain, uh, who was Jason Bourne in a uh, in an ABC miniseries back in 1988. Had Richard Chamberlain and Jacqueline Smith uh, were in there, so you know, so so Bourne has had kind of so many different um, different shapes and 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 ideas in people's heads that I was thinking as I as I thought about this, how do I kind of create a version of Bourne that that's going to be true to Ludlum's vision and will satisfy these audiences that have so many different uh, ideas about Born. And so I really thought that I I just needed to kind of completely reboot the series. So it it functions as a standalone. You don't need to have read any of the other books. You don't need to have seen any of the movies. It completely stands on its own. Uh, But what I really was focusing on was trying to bring back the elements in in Ludlum's original novel in The Born Identity that that have made Bourne such a you know an iconic Character and thriller literature for, for so many years, uh, and so uh, I, I think when you read *The Born Evolution*, uh, I hope that even though it's an all new story and and it feels very modern, and it's set in the modern era. It hopefully should feel very much like Ludlam's original *Jason Bourne*. And I for for you know sort of Bourne fans and aficionados, I've thrown in a, a bunch of little little tributes to uh, the original novel throughout the book as well.
0: Oh yeah, the little Easter uh, eggs in there. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah.
1: exactly right
0: yeah and so were you what was the feeling when you when you first uh started got involved in the project were you a little were you <laughs> nervous to take it on such a kind of character <laughs> <laughs> yeah you
1: know i it was probably uh, a little over uh, coming up on two years ago that i heard from my agent that uh that putnam was taking over the uh the born books and they were looking for a, a new author to take over the series and uh, so, and she was asking, you know, did I want to throw my hat in the ring? And, and I, I said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a great, great opportunity in the thriller world. I've, I've been a, a Robert Ludlum, Jason Bourne fan, you know, pretty much my whole life going back to when I was a teenager. And uh, uh, so we, we tossed my hat into the ring and uh, I, I, it was kind of a black box from there. I don't exactly know what process they went through, but uh, uh, it was sort of months of silence after that. And I thought, well, you know, they've, they've probably decided to go another way. And, uh, and then I got a call from my agent in, uh, I think February of last year, uh, and said five words that will, that will linger in my memory. Uh, Putnam wants you for born. And, uh, uh and so by my first, you know, reaction was, you know, oh my God, this is just, you know, incredible. I mean, what an amazing opportunity. And my second reaction was, oh my God, you know, how how do I, how do I, I, I kind of stay true to, to this incredible vision and, and step into the shoes uh, of, of someone like Ludlam, who, I mean, it's always been one of my heroes as a writer. And, uh, and, you know, it, 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 It's intimidating at first, and and you sort of think, you know, you you sort of start second-guessing yourself, but uh, the first thing I did when I was starting to work on the book, literally the first two words I wrote on my whiteboard were, uh, have fun. And uh, because, you know, ultimately, it's such an amazing opportunity. It, it's such a high point in my whole career. I, I, I wanted to make sure that I just really enjoyed the process of, of pulling this together. And once I kind of focused on, uh, you know, just really, you know, what, what, what kind of a great, you know, opportunity this was, uh, I think from that point on, I was just able to focus on uh, on the character in the story and, and, and have fun bringing it to life. And, you know, people have asked, is it hard to to get inside the head of somebody else's series character? I mean, I'm obviously used to working with my own series characters and uh, uh, you know, and in some ways it, it felt completely natural. I mean, realistically, I've had Jason Bourne in my life even longer than I've had any of my own characters. I mean, I knew, uh, first met Jason Bourne when I was 17, I wasn't going to meet Jonathan Stride for, you know, another 23 years. So, uh, uh, so yeah, it, it actually, it, it felt really kind of natural to sort of, uh, to, to kind of step inside the world of Jason Bourne.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of like the James Bond who just keeps going. And <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and if you can do a reboot that really sort of brings it into the modern era, it, it just, I hope feels, fresh and 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 new and and up to date it doesn't i i don't want it to have any kind of dated feel this should feel like you know a a, a 2020 thriller so
0: yeah yeah and it absolutely was I uh, re- recommend the listeners to uh, go check it out and yeah, it kind of reminded me of the whole like daniel craig how he kind of reinvent you know re reinfuse that franchise right. Kind of cool right, right and so what's the main differences for you between writing like your regular not regular but like your psychological thriller for example versus these political spy type thrillers uh, is that is it the same approach for you? Is it a whole different hat?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, the process I think is is pretty similar, but I think the the, the challenges are are a little different. Uh, I mean, writing a, a psychological thriller uh, it it it's a very uh, it's a very emotional kind of experience. I mean, I'm really trying to get inside the heads of the characters and and I'm kind of suffering along with them as, as they go through all of the, the, the turmoil of the the novel. And, you know, and in a lot of cases I know that some, you know, some dark things are going to be happening to these people. And, uh, and, and that that's, that's, that's tough as a writer to be kind of dealing with all of the real emotional aspects of, of the thriller. Um, you know, with, with the Bourne book, I think it was a little different because as I say, it's more action driven, it's more adrenaline driven. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously I'm getting inside, you know, Bourne's head and, and trying to explain him as a character to the reader. Uh, but I think it's, it's less of a psychological novel, uh, and, and more of a, a pure thriller. Uh, so for me, the challenge really is kind of making that, uh, feel, make, making the whole flow of the prose work for the reader. I mean, cause it, it is actually very, um, it, it's very difficult to write action scenes, uh, in prose, in such a way that the reader can really kind of see them all, it, it all happening in their head. I mean, you're used to watching action scenes in the movies where you've got the, the visuals to kind of go along with it. But when you're, you're painting that picture in the prose, I think that is probably the biggest challenge of the action thriller is, is gripping the reader in, in those scenes. Um, with just the words on the page, and still being able to have it come alive and feel that same sense of adrenaline that you feel when you're watching a movie.
0: you have had a such a busy year too, because you had uh, the boring book came out in July, and you have another book coming out in September 22nd. That's for the Jonathan Stride series, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Funeral for a Friend comes uh, comes out next uh, Tuesday on the on the 22nd, and uh, that'll be my third this year, oh, and wow. technically before because uh, I my uh, my Audible uh, bestseller. Uh, the Deep Deep Snow, which was available in audiobook last year, finally comes out in a print edition in October. So the paperback will be available uh, of the Deep Deep Snow on October 27th. So yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been a wild year. That's that's for sure. And and I've I've been writing three books uh, this year as well. I I finished my new standalone thriller Infinite, which comes out next March, and uh, I'm currently working on two books simultaneously. I'm working on uh, a follow-up audible book uh, to The Deep, Deep Snow, and then I'm working on the next Jason Bourne novel as well.
0: Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So do you, do you, do you write them both? Do you work on both at the same time or do you wait for one finish one to start the next one or?
1: Yeah, well, this is the second year in a row that I've, I've actually had to work on two books simultaneously because you know, the due dates are within the, within a couple of weeks of each other. And, um, you know, I, 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 you have to, you have to sort of do a little on each one because otherwise I think I'd, I'd feel behind the eight ball. I'd, I'd get one done and suddenly I realized I have like eight days left to, you know, to, to write the other book. So so um, last year, what I did, I, I literally was writing The Born Evolution and The Stride Book Funeral for a Friend simultaneously. I would do a week on one and then a week on the other. And uh, and that, that I, you know, I was, I was nervous about how that was going to go because I'd never tried anything like that before. But it actually, it worked out pretty smoothly. And um, But this year, I decided to change it around a little bit. Uh, I've been spending, um, sort of more time on each one before I, I, shift off. So instead of focusing on, well, I'll spend a week on this book, um, it's more content driven. I'll be like, well, I'm going to do 20,000 words on, uh, on the born book and then I'll shift over to the audible book and I'll do the same kind of thing there. And so that's been kind of the, the back and forth since May.
0: Oh, so that's interesting. So the, the when you say the audible book, so they, the the audio book is released f- before the uh, the print or uh, digital or the ebook?
1: Yeah, the oh. the uh, the deep deep snow was an audible original. So it uh, oh. they they had an audible an audio exclusive uh, last year, and uh, it, it was you know the deep deep snow was a huge huge hit. It hit the New York Times bestseller list for audio, and, yeah. and I've gotten just amazing feedback on that book. Um, uh, but it, it's that too is a different writing experience because when you're writing when you know that the primary way people are going to be embracing the book is by listening to it it means you're thinking about the prose and the structure of the book in a different way and and you're literally sort of writing and editing the book out loud
0: okay yeah this is why I was a little confusing i was doing a, a, a research for this uh, interview was it had i said the date was from earlier but there was a pre-order of the on the book i'm like oh maybe amazon messed up the <laughs> the date or something but yeah okay i see now <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, uh, it, it, yeah, it's kind of, kind of come out in installments. The audio yeah. was last year, the ebook I think was January, and now we're finally getting a print edition out there. So,
0: <laughs> and so, and what is your uh, your writing process? Uh, has it changed? I mean, you've been doing this uh, fifteen years. Uh, what, fifteen you... years. now, yeah, yeah. Fifteen years. Wow, t- over twenty novels. Has it changed? Has your process changed?
1: It, it has actually. It, it's it's evolved a lot over the years. Uh, in the early days, um, you know, I tended to do very, very exhaustive outlines on each book uh, and uh, I would do very very detailed background sketches on the characters and and kind of map out every chapter uh, uh, before I started everything out and um, you know I think you know because I was sort of early in my career I was I was using that as kind of my my crutch to sort of make sure I could get through the process while I was really getting comfortable with the idea of of being a full-time writer and the more that I've I've been you know in the business and the more books I've written um, the, the less I feel the need to do that. So I, I still outline, but it's much more loose, uh, than it, than it ever was before. I kind of just sort of jot down notes, uh, on each chapter, um, really sort of why that chapter's in the book. And the outline becomes more of a roadmap, sort of with key benchmarks from the beginning to the end. Uh, and, uh, and the fact is once I start actually getting the words on paper, um, you know the 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 outline changes a lot. So by the time I'm, you know, it's chapter three or four, I'm I'm starting to go back and and rework the outline, and uh, and I don't do as much um, uh, work on the characters before I start. I actually do more of letting the character come to life on the page and let them kind of guide me about who they are, as opposed to me kind of trying to impose my vision of who that character is. And I think that makes the whole process a little fresher and more spontaneous. It also makes it, I guess, a little bit more neurotic because it means, um, you know, every morning I wake up and I really don't know what I'm going to do that day other than kind of some rough guidelines of what I might want to be doing in a chapter. So you're always kind of waking up and remembering, oh God, I got to do this all over again. And, um, uh, but as I say, I think it, because it's more spontaneous, because it's more organic, I think it keeps it fresh for the reader.
0: And do you always want to be a a writer since since a kid or does that come later?
1: (laughs) No, I yeah, you're. I was I was one of those uh, I was one of those kids. That's always what I wanted to do. Uh, I can remember sitting in uh, sixth grade class in uh, in California uh, working on my very first mystery novel, <laughs> and uh, I, I had a great um I had a great eighth grade composition teacher, and um, she really recognized you know how much I loved writing, and uh, she did something I think these days with all the you know standardized tests and curricula that that a teacher would probably never be able to do. Uh, she told me, you know, when you come to my class, uh, don't worry so much about the lesson plans. Just sit there and write your stories. Oh, wow. And uh, so that was what I did in, in her class. And uh, the summer after that, I started in on my first full-length novel and spent 18 months writing that. And uh, uh, after that, gosh, I you know, I, I had the bug. That was, that was what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, it only took another, what, 25 years or so before I broke through. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, this has been my dream as far back as I can remember.
0: And we always a fan of the of mysteries and thrillers. Uh, sounds like you say you're you're reading you're your first uh, attempt as a, a mystery.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I I think I blame it on my my grandmother. She was the big mystery lover in the family, and uh, uh, she would always uh, tell me, "Oh, I'm I'm reading this great new book. It's got lots of bodies in it." So <laughs> So uh, I, I think I was always going to be, be in that genre. Uh, but, you know, I also I grew up reading a lot of the big dramatic authors. I, I loved folks like uh, Leon Uris and, and James Mishner and Irving Wallace, uh, uh, people that wrote these very long, dramatic kinds of books. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've never sort of written a lot of of kind of straight up traditional thrillers. They're more dramatic uh, intimate kinds of, of dramas. I think that kind of goes back to the sorts of books that I was
0: reading when I was a kid. Mm, yeah. I remember those, my dad was big onto those. That was one of the first books I, I remember picking up was Exodus. And then, then James yeah, mentioned yeah. Centennial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Centennial. What a great book. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I, the first time I read it though, and I was a teenager, I remember reading, I'm like, I thought this was like a Western. And it was like, you know, it starts with like the, the dinosaurs. And yes. then he just <laughs> hooks you in. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So when you start writing a, a, a book and I, I guess it's kind of hard with you because you're, you're doing so many different projects, but what's the, the the process that it takes from the time you get the idea that the book is finished
1: yeah there's 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 usually kind of three key phases I mean the first phase is um, building out the story itself so uh, it's it's thinking through the, the the plot and the characters and the setting and and kind of letting the whole backstory come to life. You know, there's there's two layers of, of the story. I mean, there's the backstory, which is really sort of who does what to whom and why. Uh, and then there's, okay, how do you take those those events and, uh, and unfold them to the reader in the most suspenseful, dramatic way possible? So the first phase is really kind of figuring out what shape is this story going to have uh, and then the second phase is actually getting the words on the page. And uh, obviously that's the, the longest part of the process in terms of, you know, literally day by day, uh, writing the, writing the first draft. Uh, and then I get through to the end and, uh, it's, it's kind of my favorite part is the, uh, the editing, the editing of the book, um, because I'm I'm sort of a fanatical editor. I just love to uh, you know keep tweaking and tweaking. If if you handed one of me handed me one of my printed novels today, I'd, I'd take my pen and I'd start uh, I'd start editing it. Uh, so you never really end. You, you just sort of stop. Um, but uh, but so it's those three phases. And so how I approach it, you know, and 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 what the day looks like varies depending on where I am uh, in the uh, uh, in the book. Um, when I'm actually getting words on paper. It, it, I find that I do most of my writing in the afternoons. In the mornings, I'm kind of thinking through what I'm going to do and blocking out a, a given chapter. And then, you know, in the afternoons, I tend to be getting most of the actual words on the
0: page. And can you tell us about the uh, about the funeral for a friend? The uh, the one that's coming up next week?
1: Yeah, yeah. Funeral for a friend is the the newest uh, Jonathan Stride novel, based in Duluth. And uh, uh, Stride is uh, Stride is such a. Uh, a, a, a good friend to me at this point, because you know I, I go back with him years and years and years. And my first five books were all Jonathan Stride novels, and uh, I, I love his his intensity as a as a hero. Uh, I mean, I, I literally named him Stride for a reason to kind of capture that step by step determination he's got uh, as a character. And uh, and so even when I you know, it's been a couple of years since my last Stride novel, so even when he's not. Uh, he 's not what i 'm working on. I always kind of feel him next to me, sort of poking me in the side and asking when he's going to get back on stage um, and the thing about the thing about a series or my approach to a series is i'm i'm doing it through the lives of the characters, and so when i 'm thinking about another Stride novel. I'm always thinking through what's going on in these characters' lives and and where is the sort of next key transition point. So in any given book, I may focus on sort of a different aspect of the series characters and and sort of mil- sort of you know make the mystery come to life around that. Uh, so funeral for a friend uh, is is a very. Very intense emotional stride novel it it, uh, uh, it goes back to some some long ago things in in strides past that, uh, that that start coming to life and some old relationships that that need to be dealt with uh, and um, uh, I always love the idea that. Uh, in In my stride books there 's a lot of different threads that seem completely unconnected and and I think my readers know at this point that somewhere along the line all those threads are going to come together and the the fun part is not knowing how and why uh, and that 's definitely true for for Funeral for friends so uh, so i I love this book. people will always ask you know this is kind of a long running series. People say, well, gosh, do I have to go all the way back to the beginning before I start? And um, I, I really focus on trying to write the books so you can dive in anywhere and get a full, fresh look at the characters, uh, even if this is the first time that you're meeting them. And for series readers, uh, I'm, I'm always taking a look at new aspects of the characters so they don't feel like, well, I've been down that road all this time before. They're finding out something new about the character with each book as well. So so I always tell people, you know, if, if, if you want to go back to the beginning, well, heck, I, I certainly uh, I certainly love readers that, that do that, uh, but, uh, but you don't have to. I've, I've had readers pick up Stride with each new book, so...
0: Yeah, definitely have to check that out. And uh we mentioned it a little bit offline. Uh our paths. You went from California to Minnesota. I went from Minnesota to to California. But I really love those uh, uh the Minnesota thrillers. are such good and I've discovered yours and there's uh, John Sanford and William Kent Kruger. That's that's kind of interesting that Minnesota's turning into a, a great state for thrillers.
1: It, it, it is, yeah. There's, there's a real cadre of, of mystery writers in Minnesota, and, uh, and for me, I, I just think this area uh, really lends itself to, to the drama of the thriller, partly because I, I just think that the, the na- I love writing weather, I love writing natural surroundings, and, and you know, weather is such a, a part of the day-to-day life of Minnesotans uh, throughout the year that it just sort of inevitably works its way into the plots uh, as well, so when when you're dealing with uh, you know these these 20 below zero days and those howling winds and blizzards, uh, you know it, it just it, it just sort of speaks to you know Hitchcocky and drama that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did that. You did such a wonderful job on uh, Thief River Falls on that one though, with the weather. I mean, you just feel the cold and the to the bones when I was reading a, reading that book. So. <laughs>
1: It, it, it's a good book to read in a heat wave, so you can get that little <laughs> chill.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before I let you go, um, for the subscribe, uh, listeners who are aspiring writers, uh, I always like to ask about uh, any advice that you could have for them.
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a couple things. Uh, I mean, one is is really basic advice, but I, I, I always tell aspiring writers that they have to remember that 100% of unwritten books have never been published. Uh, You know, somewhere along the line, you're going to have to, you know, get a combination of of super glue and your backside and a chair and a keyboard. uh, And you just got to sit there and and get the words on the page. Uh, Because I think that, you know, all of us as writers tend to be our own worst enemies. I mean, it is so easy to psych yourself out as a writer and, and lose confidence and lose faith in what you're doing. And, and all I can tell you is, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're working on your first novel or whether you're working on your, your 23rd novel, uh, you, you never really get past that. And what you have to do is, use that tension and that anxiety and, and kind of, you know, funnel it into your inspiration on the page. So, you know, don't, you know, don't be afraid of the, the, the fear and the anxiety, just let it, let it all come out on the page and uh, the, uh, and, and don't let yourself psych yourself out. Uh, keep writing. I've talked to so many aspiring writers that they'll get 50 pages into a project and they'll be like, ah, oh, this is crap. And they'll, 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 you know, they'll just stop. And, um, my advice is, keep going, get that book finished. Once you finish the book, there, there's going to be this sense of, you know, tremendous accomplishment that you've actually got that uh, those words on the page. And you're probably going to look back and realize, you know, those 50 pages were a lot better than I thought. Yeah,
0: it's like, it was Stephen King, his wife fished the manuscript for Carrie out of the, out of the garbage. So you, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and best place for a, uh, uh, listeners to find you'd be uh, your website it's uh, b right
1: Yeah, you you can find me on the web at bfreemanbooks.com. It's all one word, bfreemanbooks.com. People can also uh, hook up with me on social media. I'm on Twitter at bfreemanbooks, uh, Instagram at bfreemanbooks, and Facebook, I'm over at facebook.com slash bfreemanfans. I just have to throw a little twist in there. Uh, But, you know, send me emails, hook up with me on social media. I love hearing from readers, and uh, you can get a lot of information about the books, and
0: uh, I always look forward to hearing what people think. Great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Brian, for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Meet the Thriller Author podcast. Be sure to visit thrillerauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover great thrilling reads. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, uh, rate, and give a review uh, to it wherever it is that you're listening to this uh, podcast, be it uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify uh, wherever it is that you're uh, listening to this right now I would appreciate it and uh, please do check out my own thriller novels over at my website at alanpeterson.com Until next time